team to play for. It's a grand old team to support. And if you know your history, it's enough to make your heart go. Oh, we don't care what the red side say. Good evening all and welcome to the match reaction to tonight's very important game between Everton and Crystal Palace. Please note, um, this is pre-recorded um, and what follows is just the raw emotion that probably followed tonight's game. So there will probably be a lot of bad language, so I do excuse you for that. But um, for the, the fans out there, we know how big this game was this evening so stay tuned and we'll see how the game unfolded hi guys and welcome to this late night edition of the goodness and blues supporters club Ireland podcast episode 173 and the match reaction to the game that could have possibly decided our fate tonight the starting lineup saw Keane start but I have to say seeing Andre Gomez in there had me worried right from the off regarding Allen. I had to say to myself what was wrong. Even Donny van de Beek would have been a better option than two hours before kickoff. James, one of our members who was over there this evening with photos and videos of the Toffee fans outside Goodison making the noise felt. And we had to pray that the players took note of what was going on and play with everything they had. So let's see how the game got on. The noise was deafening. As Zed Cars boomed out and the lads came out. Come on, you blues, let's get it done. Unfortunately, I didn't get to Mahers. Um, just absolutely shattered this morning. So I said, look, I'm going to, you know, whether we win, lose or draw. You know, I probably regret it if you win and not be there. Regret it if you lose, not be there. Regret it if we draw and not be there. I just decided just... For the sake, just absolutely shattered a busy week. I was like, I just have to, I'm going to stay at home, the comfort at home before I went into work and watch this game. The Palace side then came out, Conor Gallagher. He was on the bench and you had to hope that he would stay there. We took the knee for the final time at home for this season. And once we kicked off, the crowd let them know about it. And straight away, we were on the front foot. Zaha, Wilfred Zaha, my little bollocks. Already acting the bollocks. Getting in the face of Gordon. Raising his hands toward the throat. I just never get it with any player that does this. But just he's one of the banes of, of me. And you think back a couple of seasons ago. We were trying to chase him. 80, 90 million. And then we ended up bringing in Alex Iwobi instead. And I even said then that I'd still prefer Alex Iwobi over Wilfred Zaha. Obviously poor Alex hasn't. Had the best of times until quite recently and near enough at the moment you would put him nearly first name on the team sheet in that in a starting 11. But I couldn't understand why the referee didn't look at what Zaha was doing because uh, as I said he has got such talent. He didn't, put, didn't need anything to put the hands near Anthony Gordon's face. This was in the opening three minutes. The first corner of the game for Everton was a minute later but not a great... Um, Set piece by Anthony Gordon. It was clear very easy. Then a minute later we should have had another corner. But the linesman who was absolutely right beside it. Decided that you know what. I didn't bring me glasses. I forgot to go to Specsavers. Because it clearly came off Wilfred Zaha's foot. Then 
a couple of minutes later, it was almost 1-0 to Palace. A ball from nothing into the box and Jordan Ayew headed over the bar. It was very, very close. Very, very close. It let, let uh, Jordan Pickford scrambling. The Burnley game then was 15 minutes, kicked off after ourselves. And as the commentator said, if Aston Villa were to score, the Goodison crowd would let them all know about it. Spirit of the Blues sang around as we entered the first 10 minutes. Then a, a good chance for Everton. Four minutes later, a free kick won by Richardson. Took, his, put, took the ball into his old hands, put it onto the ground. And almost, just it wasn't that far away by the Brazilian. Good, good chance. So a good opening 15 minutes, strong performance by Everton. But Palace, you just knew that, you know, they were, they were trying to keep us off the ball. When they had the ball, it was, there was a chorus of boos and whistles every time they did really nothing with it. Then the fans were silenced on 21 minutes, a free kick in and a free header. Very, very badly defended. Mateta and we were down 1-0. One, one and you just, we just let it wander in. I was stunned. The camera uh, panned out to the fans and all you can see in the faces was worry. But to be fair, straight after that, the fans slowly picked themselves up and began to rally again. But deep down, they had to be shitting themselves. I was shitting myself. Palace were riding our tactics and doing it well. We then were finding it hard to break them down and getting into the Palace half. A big chance there for Mikhailenko on 26 minutes. A lovely ball in by Seamus Coleman and he volleyed it just wide. I think I don't think Richardis was going to get to it, but I think he heard a shout by Mikhailenko to say, leave it to me, and he did give it a wally, but just went wide. A minute later, Michael Keane saves us from Palace going 2 nil up. Another chance from Atleta to get another. Just heading the ball before him to clear it out for a corner. Half an hour gone, and now with us losing... You just felt that the time was going to run out fast and fast. We were no longer then the stronger side. We were giving the ball away with every chance, with especially um, DeCorey. I just, the poor lad just seems to have lost his confidence completely, even if he is fit. Richarlison had a chance that he wasted after it was a lovely big ball over the top, and Gordon took it down well, finding Richarlison, but it just it was straight into the keeper's hands. Will, Will Hughes then took out Gordon on 32 minutes, and rightfully got a yellow card. A minute later, Jordan was taken out again, this time with a touchline by Jordan Ayew. Taken out by just above, just or just below the knee. It should have been red. It didn't need a VAR check, but VAR did check it, and we got screwed over yet again, only a yellow. And I was like, pardon the expletives, but I was screaming at the TV, Fuck you, VAR. What a corrupted system. And I still believe it's a corrupted system. Palace should have been down to 10 men. And what happened was, a minute or two later, the prick scored himself when he shouldn't have been on the pitch. We didn't clear the ball. It came in when it, it kind of didn't clear. It came into the box. There was three Everton players around Jordan Ayew. But somehow, he seemed to have got ahead of it. And it crept over the line. And I shouldn't have crept over the line because Jordan Ayew should have been walking down that tunnel. The Premier League corruption continues. I said to myself, didn't make it easy for ourselves, of course, the way we were playing. But the corruption last Sunday now continued today. Ayew should have seen red and he would not have been there to get that goal. Goodison Park was silenced again with that shock. 
Gordon was being kicked around the pitch, left, right and centre, and the corrupt officials do fuck all about them. We were now being destroyed and the product were delighted to get it down to the final game of the season again, not giving a flying fuck that it was the our history, our beautiful history they were screwing over. Five minutes to half time, up came the stats and it was almost 70% possession now for Palace. I was sick. A miracle was needed at Goodison and the powers that be didn't seem they were going to let that happen. It was all about the money for the final day. We were poor. That's saying one thing, but the game should have been 11 v 11. The goals conceded were woefully defended. But I just wanted to know what was the Premier League's issue with Everton Football Club. We don't have ourselves in games, of course, but Jesus, the screw jobs that have, that have happened so many times this season, surely there's enough points taken wrongly from us that we would not be in a relegation zone. Just watching the highlights of the half, Pickford, maybe he should have done better with the first goal. The second was just a disaster to curry all over it. He had all the time in the world to go home, have his tea with his nan and come back and clear it. But still a killer that Jordan Ayew should have been not on the pitch to score that goal. So that brought us to half time. I went and had a shower, got dressed to get ready for work to watch the second half and absolutely dreading it and not knowing what was going to happen um, in the second half. Absolutely. I was almost in tears, guys, it has to be said. Knowing that, you know, you're not going to get anything against Arsenal. You're relying solely on Brentford to beat Leeds on Sunday. But stay tuned. The second half is up next. So welcome back and into the second half we go. And just raw, raw emotions. Angered emotions was what I felt. Um... As we kicked off this second half, I was just so angered towards the officials. To some point, the players, because obviously they were not doing themselves any favours. But I was just so angry before the second half kicked off. And any football fan that tried to tell me that this league is not corrupt, they need to give their heads a wobble. It just felt everything was going to go to the last day. And when you look at it, the title going to the last day, European spots, relegation, it's all what they wanted and now they have it unless we found some miracle to turn the screw here. Burnley were winning 1-0 before we kicked off and that's all we needed. Just one thing that could save us from the drop apart from ourselves was obviously Brentford beating Leeds on Sunday. That's the only way I could see us getting out of this. I was dreading this second half. And the thought that came to my mind was, could this be the final half of football in the Premier League at Goodison Park? Deliani came on for the start of the half in place of Andre Gomez. He was a complete passenger. He was so poor that half. But it was a mountain to climb. And the fans, God, I love you fans. You fans just gave it all. There's not many clubs, win, lose or draw. That could show that emotion. Especially losing 2-0. The way you 
conducted yourselves in this game to try and get us back into it. Mateta was down straight into the for the million time on the ground in a million time in the in the, in the second half, right from the off. A big chance, 45, 47 minutes, a lovely big build-up. A Wobby, I don't know who it was that kind of dummied the effort, but it came out for a cross. I think it might have been uh, Anthony Gordon. A brilliant cross in, but it just eluded everyone. But a bright start again by Everton. A big moan of 54 minutes, a free kick comes into the box. Holgate heads back and Michael Keane with his left foot buried it into the back of the net and Goodison erupted. I thumped the chair beside me, nearly doing a Frank Lampard. I can feel this little still stiffness in the right hand part of my left arm, of my left hand. Apparently there was a VAR to check for something. Don't know what they were checking for. Nobody was offside. There was no even a, a glimpse of us offside. There was nothing wrong with it. But there, it, even at that point, they were still trying to deny us. But get in, Everton. Come on. For the love of God, get back level. On the hour mark, we heard Villa had equalised against Burnley. That was a positive note. Deli Ali, I have to say, was doing great since he came on. Showing intensity and wanting to be on the ball and get things moving. Shortly after that, Demari Gray came on for Gordon. I think Gordon was just absolutely tired. I wouldn't say that he was having a bad game. Apart from being kicked about left, right and centre by the Palace players. I think he was just spent and uh, Demari Gray came on for him. Then a big cross by Richarlison to the back post towards Calvert Loon. Just missing him. The Corey might have been tackling well, but his passing, oh my God, was shocking. So poor. Then Pickford stepped up. 64 minutes, a strong save from Ateta, and then a minute later, another one from Schlupp. But he, both of them were hitting straight at Pickford, but he still had to stop them, still had to block them. Alex Awobi working his bollocks off again, just needing some assistance. Everton were coming and coming. Michael Keane got a silly yellow for a cynical foul. 67 minutes. Then Zaha got a yellow with a tackle to stop Deli Alley. Just completely took him out to stop him from making, uh, releasing a pass. 20 minutes to go. Time running out. Trying to get something from this game. A big chance for Cavaloon on 72 minutes after a cross by Mikhailenko. It just went over his head. He couldn't, as they say, grow tall enough. Then we saw Conor Gallagher slipping off and coming on. And all I could say is, Conor, don't you effing dare. Don't you dare. Then, yes! A brilliant bit of play by Gray. Finds Coleman. Coleman floats it in. Delhi Ali. I don't know where it was at. Some sort of a cross or he was just putting in some sort of an effort on goal. It came to Richarlison. It ends up in the back of the net and everything were back in it. 2-2. With just over uh, 15 minutes to go. I was in shock, but we deserved it on the current play. Blue smoke descended everywhere around Goodison Park. And the crowd were up for it. Say, come on you toffees, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. You get sense. Something could come. The volume in Goodison Park was now switched on to Nan volume. So every granddad and grandma around Liverpool could hear it. Palace were being careful. 
watching us and trying to counter us on the attack. The Curry got a yellow for a single challenge himself to stop. I think it was Ize getting away from. So into the final minutes, the miracle might be still on. 2-2. Zaha held Coleman. Actually, the way he held him, his arm was gone in reverse around Coleman's waist. Why was there no yellow card for him? Possibly a red, a second yellow. But 85 minutes, a free kick, a good the F in, the model, the man, the legend, Calvert-Lewin. And he buried a header into the back of the net and it was a massive pitch invasion. Everton were 3-2 three up, three, up in this game. I rubbed my eyes. I could not believe it. Watching the clock, looking at the time, saying, can we hold on? The, play, the, the crowd get onto the, fit, the pitch. Understandably, the emotion, the passion taken over. But as quickly as the fans got on the pitch, the stewards did the job to get them back off it and get the game restarted. Oh, all I wanted to do was to say, hold on, for God's sake, please hold on. Because Villa were still holding on uh, a one-all draw with Burnley. So with those few minutes to go, had to leave to get to work and just hoping, hoping we're going to be able to hold on. Uh, and because of the, the Goodison kind of, the crowd jumping onto that pitch, uh, seven minutes of injury time were flagged up. Palace still tried to bring us down, to try and get an equaliser. But Goodison was absolutely rocking. How the building stayed intact, I do not know. The seven injury minutes came and dragged on and dragged on. And finally, when the whistle went, the joy of relief and the scenes that I could... I was watching on my phone, getting on the bus, watching the end, punching the air on the bus. The people on the bus looking at me going, OK, what's, what's wrong with him? But I just couldn't help myself. Uh, just the scenes I saw from Goodison Park and the fan base no fan base would ever be able to replicate what was inside Goodison Park and on that pitch tonight Premier League safety just sounds surreal that it's happened we've done it we shouldn't be there but super frank he climbed up onto the main stand Singing, shouting. I've never seen an Everton manager in my time celebrate so much since, I suppose, the David Moyes era. But Super Frank was up there getting kisses and hugs from the fans as he made his way to the back after being out there for so long with the team. All the players getting hugs and kisses. Dominic Campbell-Lewin was just... Well, all the players were mobbed, but the biggest mob that I saw was heading over to Dominic Cavalloon telling him that his goal has made this club survive. Oh, just God help all the poor staff there, the poor staff in the pubs tonight, the members over there, given a night to remember. The scenes in matters again, the club members, joyous, at the scenes.
I was just relieved that it was over. That we can go to the Arsenal game on Sunday and win, lose or draw. Actually, no, in our luck, after it's all over now, we'll probably go and spank them 3-0. I would not be surprised we'll go and beat them 3-0 or something like that just to put the icing on the cake. But win, lose or draw, all I can think about that, guys, I will with you on Sunday in Mars and we continue the celebration. 3-2 it finished. The product tried and it failed. The mighty Toffees got the job done. Now a little time to relax. But we have to think also that the changes have to come to ensure that we as fans and the club is not put through something like this again. Um, one thing I will say I just I love uh, mentioning the other podcasts that are out there and the different uh, YouTubers. But guys, I haven't got a chance to watch them yet. But I just know even before I watch them that you're going to have such emotional reactions. So Everton Rose, the Toffee Blues, Blue Boys Network, Toffee TV, the Mighty Blues uh, across the across the park. It's just going to be. Brilliant and surreal to see what they have to say and what their emotions are. Um, now I'm kind of at the end where I'm not really going by notes now because I've, I've taken all the notes because I was on the bus coming into work and it's just wondering like, how is I going to hold together the emotion for this uh, edition because you just wanted to get in there and scream and shout get it you know get it out there but i will finish up with this guys that everton is our club the fans are are they're born the old saying they're born they're not manufactured and the fans over the last few weeks have shown to the likes of farhad mashiri baxendale ken rice that you don't own the club this is our club it belongs to the fans and they gave the inspiration to those players. Frank Lampard gave the inspiration to those players to drag it over the line. We, as fans, have booed, cheered, roared at different occasions this season for so many different reasons, and rightly so. That's our prerogative as fans of this great club. The job is done for now, but work needs to be done so us, the fans, don't have to go through this again and do the job to a certain extent for the players again. To all the fans, we thank you. To Frank, we thank you. To all the members of our great supporters club, we thank you again. To the committee members working on and off the pitch, as they say. To the team that work with content for the social media, to the chairman and co, arranging tickets, club trips, um, and whatever the fans want, whatever the members want, those guys are there working tirelessly for our members. A massive thank you to the club and its members because you make it what it is. A final word then for Frank Lampard. What else can we say? But 
thank you so much. His celebrations alone have showed that he gets this club. He gets what it means. He gets what it means for the city. All we can say is thank you and hopefully that the board will be fully behind you next season so you can facilitate what you want for this club. Facilitate your ideas and let's hope that your ideas and your emotions take this club forward. The Premier League next season, we will be there. But please God, let's not go and see what we saw at Goodison Park, outside Goodison Park and at the end of a game, unless it's at the other end of a table with either a title, a cup win, European qualification. That's what we want as Everton fans. So take care, guys. Enjoy the evening. As I said, don't forget to watch those guys, to listen to those guys in their podcast. The emotion is just absolutely flowing with me. It's quite late here. And I just, I've said what I think what needs to be said, guys. Um, we'll see you in Sunday for the final game of the season. And I don't care, win, lose or draw. I'm going to be there with the guys to celebrate. Some people say you shouldn't be celebrating it, but this is how much it meant to the club today to get that over the line. Other, you know, I've seen it on joe.ie, I've seen it on the Paddy Power, I've seen it on the Liverpool Echo pages. The, 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 they're not necessarily Liverpool fans, they're just, I suppose, general football fans. Some will say, like, I, to be fair, I, I would give them credit. Some of them there turned around, and it's what I've said from, from, from the moment that we were severely threatened with relegation, that they did not want, not all of them, but they did not want to see us relegated because it means so much to the city and their families. That it means so much, their families are reds, but then their grandfathers, their grandparents, their blues, and they just didn't want to see that happening. So fair play. And of course there's the other side that wanted us gone and then they make the jokes that, oh, that's grand for, for Liverpool. It's six more guaranteed points for next season. Well, so be it. But for both Liverpool and Everton to have the two clubs in the city, that's what matters. I've said it before and I'll say it again. When it comes to Liverpool, if Liverpool won't go on and win the quadruple, fair play to them. Because... Whether you know you want to believe in the corruption or not, or you want to believe this and you want to believe that, they're proven to be if the, one of the biggest, if not the biggest side in that league in English football. And if they go on to win it, fair play to them. They go on to win the final two. But what I saw tonight on that pitch at Goodison will never be replicated. Never. But well done, guys. Thank you to the fans over there today. You did us proud. Thank you to the members over there today. You did us proud. Thank you to the members in matters tonight. You did us proud. We're all proud to be Evertonians tonight. Take care and enjoy the rest of your evening. Don't do anything stupid. <laughs>
Just so glad it's over. Thanks for listening. It finished Everton 3, Palace 2, Premier League Survival. Stay blue.